welcome back to another episode of Last Half Us in Service. I'm your host, Priscilla. And I'm your other host, Ronnie. And welcome to our second episode. Today, we have a special guest. We have Anna. She is the AGM of Este. And we have a couple questions that we're going to ask you along through the episode. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Hi. Yes. Um, Anna, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, do you want to start off um, by telling us, you know, your name, your age, where you grew up, and uh, where you went to school? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, I'm Anna. I'm 32 years old, and I was born in Mexico City. Uh, I moved away from Mexico City to a small town called Toluca, actually, and I went to college there. I went to it's like culinary school and admin, a little bit of everything, like service industry related. It's actually like a four and a half year program. So I graduated from there. And Whoa. Yeah. It's, wow. It's intense. <laughs> it's not that. just like culinary school. Like it's definitely a little more than that. You get a lot of admin costs, everything. And yeah. Wait, what was the name of the school? UVM. Whoa. That's so cool. I didn't know that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I did a couple internships. One of them was in West Virginia, where I met my husband, who's also a chef. Oh my gosh, you guys <laughs> met in West Virginia and then moved down to Austin? Well, actually, we moved back to Mexico and then to Austin, yes. That's a true wow. love story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a love story. How long have y'all been together? Uh, we've been together for 10 years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Priscilla and yeah. her husband. That's a decade. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a long time. That's beautiful and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, how did you find yourself in Austin? Um, it all started with an internship and I guess everything just worked out and I ended up staying here with my husband and it's been great. I think we both love the city, especially with being in the industry. We felt, we felt like this was like the city for us. Definitely. Oh, I love that. Um, kind of <laughs> circling back, uh, to our previous episode, Ronnie had mentioned, um, Having a partner who works in the industry, yeah. how has that been for you and your husband? I think it's been challenging. Uh, for some time, we worked at the same place, so it was definitely a lot. Like we were working together, and then we were going home together, and it was like, okay, what is going on here? But uh, we're at different places now, so I think it's better now. But being both in the industry, I feel like he gets it, and I get it. Right? Sometimes we're working six, seven days a week, and holidays. And I feel like it's definitely easier being with someone that understands what's going on. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what we both kind of like had agreed on too. Yeah, but um, can you tell us what has been your journey to Estee in the Austin service industry? Um, I know that we met you at Suerte, and yeah. you worked at at Sawyer before that. So yeah, what's like a little bit of your background and the different positions you've had in Austin. Okay, uh, well, I, previous to Suerte, I was at Sawyer for a few years. I was the GM there. Uh, actually, I started like just doing desserts for them, and then I worked a little bit as a host, and I was just like getting my feet out there in the front of the house. Oh. And I eventually became their GM for a few years, and then I transitioned to Suerte. Uh, Suerte was always one of my favorite restaurants in Austin. And then one day I just saw this ad and I was like, oh my God, I told my husband, like, I, I got to do it. Like, I'm just going to apply. 
I was like, let's see what's out there. And then <laughs> next day I got an email from Celia, the GM, and she was like, hey, I want to invite you for an interview. And I was like, oh, my God. I was so nervous that oh. night. And, and that whole week I was just like, I couldn't sleep. I was just wanted to be so prepared for this job because I really wanted this job. And, yeah, now uh, after that I was hired. And then Celia was like, you know what? I really want to put you at Estes, this new project that we have. And I was like, honestly, I just want to be part of this company. I was like yeah uh, this culture is so nice that I was like I'm sure it's gonna be the same there so yeah I I eventually moved to Este I love that I also remember when you staged at <laughs> yes. and Priscilla and I were the hosts that night and you spent some time with us yeah it's funny to think about that and now yes. like kind of where we all are I now. know it's definitely been been a little bit challenging but I I couldn't have it any other way like I love my job I love where I am right now so it's been very very nice yeah, we, we said it a lot in our last episode, but Suerte is a very special place, yes. and I think we can all, like, agree on that, and yeah. it's cool that we're all able to, like, grow together yeah, in that way. For but, sure. Oh, cool. That's a really nice story. Yeah. And then you have a big common denominator here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I think we're also grateful to have such a great mentor. Yeah, for 100%. sure. 100%. Oh. Okay. Um, well, I have another question for yeah. you. How did you know you wanted to work in hospitality? Wow. Um, honestly, I don't think it was like, it's not like, oh my God, since I was a kid, I what I always wanted to do. It's, it's not like that. I think for some time, I actually wanted to be a plastic surgeon. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And this is what oh. I want to be. And then right before I had to make a decision, like right before I had to go to college, I was like, wait, what am I doing? I was like, I don't. I don't know. I was like, I don't want to be in surgeries for like 12 hours. I was like, wait, what am I doing? And I had to take like a few weeks to actually think about it. And I was like, I'm very interested in this, but how can I combine? I was, I remember like a, a late night talk with my parents and I was like, how can I combine like culinary and everything that I love about food with like being with guests and actually deliver an experience? And my mom was like, well, actually, I don't think that exists. I was like, how are you going to do it? And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go like culinary school oriented, but also admin. And then I feel like right now where I'm at, like today, it's actually what I wanted. Like I actually get to be a little bit of back of the house, but I'm also talking to customers and making experiences better for everyone. And I feel like that's what I wanted to do. I like that. That's yeah. really great. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. A little bit of like... Yeah, for both. And actually, I started in the back of the house. Like I was telling you guys, like I I was a host and then I was a pastry for a little bit and then working the line. So I feel like uh, the whole experience has been amazing. Once you work back of the house and then you transition to the front, you actually have like a bigger view of everything that's going on. So you're more empathetic to some instances. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good way to put that yeah sometimes we're in lineup when we're talking to our staff like hey guys make sure you're splitting tickets and this and that we actually have a reason why right we want to make it easier and help our back of the house friends and just just make it easier for everyone so i feel like having a back of the house experience and then transitioning it's definitely an advantage to some point yeah yeah that's a nice pov (laughs) i actually think it is i mean it's not a lot of people see it like that yeah and I think we need to share that in our pre-shifts, too. You just can't, like, a, yeah, give me a light bulb. I really yeah, like that. And I've seen that a little more with our staff. Like, we have someone at Este. She was uh, actually a cook at Suerte. And then she oh. transitioned to the front of the house. And every time we're 
like during lineup, she gives this really, really nice insight of the back. Like, hey guys, when you're splitting tickets, do it this way or do it this way because you can help blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yes. Yeah. Thank you. yeah and it's little things that you know, yeah, like you, you weren't thinking before because I've never worked a line before. So I would not, I would never yeah. know what would make their life easier. easier. Yeah. yeah. I remember when, I mean, all of our training program, um, we had to do like a, like a server training. Yeah. And I've, I've never in my life had to. Sort of like a line cook train. Yeah, I've never had yeah. to do that. So I, I learned kind of their their POV as a server too. And it's like, there's so many things that they have to do. Yes. That I would have never thought of. So I think yeah. now it's like. And I know it's also yeah. hard, right? Like we are all working like eight plus hours days, but being on the grill with a hundred degrees and working the line and ticket after ticket, like it's definitely rough. So it definitely gives you like a different appreciation of the back of the house and our for kitchen sure. team, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. I yeah. It is really nice. Oh. I'm gonna really <laughs> integrate that at Sunday. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank so you for much. sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, I mean, it's only gonna make the team better at the exactly. end of the day. If not, then we're having the wrong conversation. Yeah. We're not trying mm-hmm. to improve. And I think that's something we both restaurants like Suarez and are very good at. Like we're all a team. We're all a familia. Like yeah. ourselves. Well, that's why, you know, we're doing Secret Santa at Suerte. Oh, and nice. the goal is for front of house to get to know the back of the house. Yeah. And I think that's really important. And everyone's been posting, like, their favorite things, their favorite colors, like, in our uh, Suerte work chat. And it's cute, like, getting to read everyone's and yeah. getting to know them. like Getting to know everyone. And circling back to kind of, like, familia, I think it might be, like, a... Definitely from what I've seen, it's like a new age thing. Yeah. Um, when people hear the term familia at a workplace, you're it's a red flag. Yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. a, <laughs> you run, like you, you're out the door. It's like you're one foot in, one foot out, but I'm out. But it's it's a very genuine thing when we do say like we are one big mm-hmm. family. And then you weren't here for this conversation, but Ronnie said when you spend 60, what was it? Yeah, when you spend more than 60 hours with someone in one week, then you become best friends. And yeah. I'm like, and we all spend a lot of time together. We're not best you know? friends, but we're all a dysfunctional family. Like, family <laughs> and, but it, it very much is a, a very nice culture at both yes. restaurants. So like hearing it from your end too, it's, it's really nice that that familia tradition Oh, yeah. Has also gone to Este as well. Yeah, I, I remember uh, going home after my stage, actually. I went home and I just, uh, well, I got offered the job right after my stage and I was so excited and I, I got home and oh, I was no. telling my husband all about it and I almost cried. I was like, it's the sense of family that you don't have anywhere else. And he was like, what? And I was like, I promise you, it's different. Oh. <laughs> it's different from the minute I interviewed to like today. It's been a totally different experience. Um I feel very blessed to have this job. Uh, I feel like this is what I needed, what I wanted since I went to culinary school for this. This this was the goal. And finally, I feel like it's here. Oh, Anna. (laughs) You're going to make us cry. No, no. It's just, it's different. Uh, As much as we wanted this everywhere else in every restaurant in the industry, it's not. So that's why we have a, it feels special. It's not everywhere. Yeah, I want to, piggyback off of that and say that I feel the exact same way yeah and genuinely like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're not just saying this but I really do I've searched for this for yeah a long time and it's always been great 
every experience I've had, but not like this. It's just yeah. different, you know? I remember a few weeks ago, actually, my friends and family started texting me and Instagram and everything. They were like, hey, you've been posting a lot. And you look different. You look happy. You look glowing. What are you oh, doing? Oh, Anna. <laughs> I, was like, so, I was like, oh, I, I'm doing what I love. I was like, I'm working at this place that I love. And I'm actually excited to go every day. I was like, that's what I'm doing. And it's it's nice that they also recognize that, right? That you're happy and that you're doing mm-hmm. what, you, what you love. I think at the end of the day, I think like friends and family, they know you more than like yeah. anybody else. And if they see that difference like yeah that's a really like a good thing to say yeah like working 80 plus hours in a restaurant Mm -hmm. it's not easy it's not easy and it's mentally draining physically draining but if you can find the positive side to that Mm -hmm. like something you're doing something right yeah Yeah. i've been skyping i'm not sorry sorry not skyping like facetiming my dad a lot and he's like you actually yeah you look happy he was like i can't wait to go there and see the place and eat there and i was like yeah you're gonna love it. It's special. It's a special place. Both restaurants were tennis. Yeah. They're so special. Okay. It sounds well. like your parents are very supportive of you. Um, yeah, they weren't at first. I'm gonna be honest. They were like, What are you gonna be doing? Like, you're not gonna make money. This is not what you wanted. And I was like, Okay, just let me do it. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. It's just gonna be on me. I was like, It's not your fault. It's me. But then, even a few years ago, they were like, Are you sure this is what you want? And I was like, I'm already doing it. But like I said, I always had in mind what I wanted to do, and it's finally here. So it's actually very rewarding, even for them. They're like, oh my God, I'm so proud. And I was like, oh, that makes me. Oh, I am again. I'm having these parent <laughs> issues again because I have a very similar story. Yeah. Uh, to that. Yeah, I yeah. like I I like hearing you talk about this because everything you're you're like taking the words out of my mouth, mm-hmm. like, and it's. I hope that you do get to bring your family to your restaurant because yeah. I know when I did they're just like oh, glowing they so and they, proud. they're so proud yeah. and it's a really nice feeling but I understand yeah. everything you're saying yeah yeah I mean they see your face and they see how happy you are and they were like wow I can't wait to see this place right that's actually giving you everything that you want yeah yeah because I mean as parents we we like worry for our kids yeah and it's like are they doing the right thing but how are how do we not like overstep our boundaries? Yeah. It's like we have to let them make these mistakes. Mistakes, yeah. But then it's like, okay, we're on the other side. They're happy, they're positive, and then kind of circling back to Ronnie. It's like they bring you into the restaurant that you're working in and they like, my kids are happy. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it all comes in like a yeah. full circle, like a 360. Oh. Are you crying? <laughs> no. Yeah. You but, did enough crying for the both of us. <laughs> okay, I really. Uh, but, uh. Oh. Well, moving on to our next question. (laughs) Yeah. uh, What is it like being a female leader in an industry that is predominantly run by men? Mm -hmm. Well, it's definitely not easy. I I actually remember, especially being a woman and Hispanic women has been definitely challenging. When I first started like managing, like not AGM or GM, I was just like a manager, an hourly manager. I remember... uh, this day, uh, this guy asked for a manager, and I was the only manager available at the time. So I went over there, and I was like, how can I help you? What's going on? And he just looked at me like, he gave me this weird look, and he was like, I asked for a manager, not the host. And I was like, well, um, the manager is like, do you have another manager? And I was like, no, <laughs> it's just me. Mm. 
Yeah. So it's definitely <laughs> been challenging. I feel like right now I just have to find my voice, like you said, just like stepping up for myself, like definitely not letting things like that happen and just being like, it's just me. What can I do for you, right? Like, there's no other way. Yeah. And I feel very lucky that at the place I am right now, I don't have to do that. Like, I feel like people hear me, they respect me. So it's definitely easier being at the right place. I think I what you said, I think we've all experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've definitely experienced that where they're like, oh, you're the manager, you know? And it's yeah. like, well, I am, mm-hmm. yes. And But I think it's also like... I've tried to find a balance of just accepting that that is the truth, but also learning when to ask for help. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, if there is someone else who can go and take that position and play that role, then it's a lot easier on yourself. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely something I think all uh, women experience. Yeah, for sure. And even in the kitchen, I, there's no, or there was not a lot of women out there. And I've seen a lot more lately, like we were saying, Celia and a lot of other chefs at both restaurants and in the industry in general. So it's definitely a little bit easier having them led the way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, our next question. um, What is the most rewarding part of managing? Uh, I really, for the longest time, I thought that it was just, providing with great experiences and just watching out guys being so happy and this and that but honestly lately and by lately I mean like maybe since I became a GM at Sawyer I feel like the most rewarding part about my job is just like creating a new family and just making my employees happy and just being happy for them taking care of them is like very rewarding um for the past week or, or so we've been having our 60 days evals at Este. And it's been tough, right? Like you have to give feedback, you get feedback. And some of that feedback for us as managers was like, hey, we see you working a lot, guys, and we really appreciate it. You guys are doing a great job. And I was like, oh, my God. I think that's been the most rewarding thing so far. Like when actually your own employees recognize that and they're like, we're happy and this has been the best management team we've had. And I was like, oh. So I feel like that's been the most rewarding thing, like just – when your employees recognize what you're doing and they recognize that, yeah, I'm working a lot, but it's all for you guys and for everyone in this place. I think that's been the most rewarding thing so far. That's really beautiful. It's yeah. like, I feel the same way because you you get to provide them a quality, quality of life, oh, yeah. you know? And like, that's, a, that's beautiful. And like, <laughs> said, like, obviously, like providing guests with great experiences and all of that, that's always great. Yeah. We're striving for that. But honestly, when employees are happy to be there, it's it's amazing. It's you're creating so... that environment for them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Priscilla, you want to do the next one? Yeah. Um, if you could give any advice to any other women in um, the industry, um, what would be the biggest piece of advice you could give them? I think right now with my experience and everything that I've been through in the last few years, it would be like just like keep fighting for what you want. Uh, I know some people think that, yeah, the dream job is never going to happen, but it's actually true. Like, we're living it right now. So I feel like the biggest advice would be just look for that place that's going to give you everything that you look for and everything that you wanted. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to feel like you're actually working for a paycheck. 
you're actually just doing what you love and then you're getting money for it. So what better way to to live life when you're actually doing what you love? So if you're at a place where you don't feel appreciated or you don't love what you're doing, just keep looking. It's out there. It's somewhere there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of people out there who need to hear that. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> and I promise you that place is out there. It is. You just have mm-hmm. to find it. Yeah. It'll take some time, but trial and error. And it's going to be so nice when you find it finally. Actually, you know what? You have to work for it too. Yeah, yeah like for you sure. can't like Priscilla said in the last episode like don't give up. Like you know, we're all here because we worked to get here and I think you just yeah. you have to keep working hard. And... For sure. And just get out of your comfort zone. Like if I feel like for a few years or a lot of years I was actually very comfortable where I was and I wasn't striving to grow or anything like that. I was just comfortable. And then once I was like, "No, I got to keep learning. I got to keep growing." And then this great job came along. So I was like, wow, yeah. It's like that saying yeah. goes, you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. Like, that's been like my motto, you know, these past. I, and I heard that through another podcast that I hear. And um, they were kind of just talking about like kind of steering what we're talking about now. But it was kind of like social media, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he just said like that specific quote and. I kind of started seeing a little bit differently and it's like again feeling too comfortable like I was too comfortable at sweatband like one day it kind of like hit me like you have so much to learn yeah and I very much like cared about like what people would think about me or you know does my staff like respect me Mm -hmm. or do they think I'm just like this you know, another host that just got this managing position. Because I, I very much had all these doubts. Yeah. But you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable yeah. and stepping out of that and being like, okay, this is who I'm going to be. And yeah. Sorry, that was off topic. No, no, no it's, it's true. Yeah. I think you have to learn. We learn so much every day, too. Like, you have to keep, like, keep your brain running, too. Like, even though, like, now we are in these positions. It doesn't end there. Like, you have to, like... We have to continue You have to continue. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So... And I think that's one of the things I love the most about Este, that I'm being challenged every day. Like, okay, now i got to learn about wines and mezcal and tequila yeah. and a lot of different things. So it's, it's great, right? I think if you're in a place where you just feel comfortable and you're not learning, that's not the right place. Yeah. I think the great thing about that is you're surrounded by a lot of people who are very specialized in their position. Yes. So, like, you can learn so much from the bartenders. So, like, mm-hmm. that's one thing I've learned is, like, if, if you're not the best at something, that's why you have other people to learn from Lino, around yeah. you. And we have great people there. I mean, I know we keep mentioning Celia, but Patrick, uh, a lot of people. Fermin yeah. is amazing at what he does. Yeah. So, we have a lot of resources, for sure. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Well, next question, um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Six months. Yeah. Well, I know the goal for everyone or most of the people is just like own my own restaurant and run my own restaurant. But honestly, like the goal in the next few years, I really want to stay with the company. I know we have projects coming and everything. So I think. By opening Este, I really felt like, okay, this was so good and so rewarding. So I want to keep opening restaurants with the company if that's an opportunity. I just want to keep 
creating this culture that we built at Suerte and now at Este, like bringing that to every restaurant that we may open, that would be like something that I would like to do yeah. eventually. Yeah. I love that. I love that yeah. too. <laughs> I hope that one day we can build this hospitality group that, yeah. you know, it's like under one umbrella and it's like in the same culture. Like, yeah, that would be yeah. amazing. Can yeah. I keep so. it? I love that. Yeah. I think we are building that. Me too. Yes. So. Yes. This is all, you know, and it's crazy because we're all from like different walks of life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's nice that we can all be in the same room and talk about, you know, how we were raised in different yeah. places and all these different things. It's just nice to like hear it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> what is one of your biggest insecurities? Uh, definitely my biggest insecurity has always been my accent of course I have a very very Mexican accent and I've been insecure about it all my entire life like I always feel weird but being at Este <laughs> when I first was interviewing with Celia and everything she was very interested in my accent and I was like oh is this a good or a bad thing definitely a good thing uh, I was telling y'all earlier that now I recorded a voicemail for Este and Celia was like so proud and excited about it. And I was like, what? Really? You like it? She's like, we love it. Yes. So it's definitely been an insecure as of lately, but not anymore. I feel like very comfortable now with it. And I'm starting to embrace it lately, for sure. Oh. (laughs) But it's definitely been an insecurity for most of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I think growing up in the United States, it's very like, why do you talk like that? Or exactly. Why do you look like that? Why is your hair like that? And for some time, I actually wanted to take, like, speech therapy. And I was like, I just want to get rid of it. I told my husband, like, I don't want it. Take it. <laughs> like, no, I don't want it. No, I love your accent. <laughs> no, I hated it. I was like, I, I'm just going to find some speech therapy and just get rid of it. And he was like, no, it's fine. But now, like I was telling y'all with everyone at Esther, they're, like, happy about it and excited. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I, I kind of like it now. Everybody <laughs> has accents great. though from like all different parts of the United yeah, States. It's okay. like, you have a very like beautiful Mexican accent. I have like a, like a Valley, like 956 accent. There's people who have like California accents, yeah. New York accents, you know, New Jersey, Boston, Florida, Southern, like, it's just really crazy how we're all the same like we're yeah. all in the same country mm-hmm. but it's like different accents yeah. okay yeah <laughs> embrace it no you should yeah. really embrace it because I, I you. love your accent oh thank you it's beautiful thanks <laughs> okay well what would you say is um one of your biggest accomplishments um personal personally okay personally I feel like actually personally and like work related it's the same it's a little bit combined uh like I was telling y'all, coming from a Mexican restaurant and very Hispanic, of course, um, I was raised with this mentality that I had to find a man to provide for myself and my family. Not my family, like my parents, but me and my kids. Like, yeah, you need to find a man that's going to provide for you and bring money to the house and this and that. So I was raised with that mentality. And then now with this um, new role and everything that's just very recently... Um, I'm making more money than my husband and I'm like, like proud of it. Right. Like I can prove my family and my parents like, no, I don't need a man to provide for myself. I can actually do it on my own. And yeah, I'm happy to share everything that I have with my husband and 
you know, just happy to do it, but I don't need you. I don't want you for your money. Like I can do that for myself. And I feel like that's been my biggest accomplishment, personal and, and work related. Like having this position at this amazing restaurant, I feel so accomplished and so like happy about it, but also comes with this that is actually making me in my personal life also feel accomplished. Like, yeah, I can do this. Like, I don't have to prove it anymore. Like I prove it to myself and it's very rewarding for sure. Yeah, that's I something to be, like, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Like, you've been raised, like, forever with this mentality that a man is going to provide for you and you have to find it. And it's like, no, I, I don't. Like, I can do it for myself and I wish just wish that everyone out there knew that, right? Like, you yeah. don't have to find anyone that's going to provide for you. Like, you can do it for yourself. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think. And you, you worked for all of it. Yeah, for you know? sure. So it's something to be very proud of. Absolutely. I think that's when it comes like the other. It's not just personal. It's actually yeah, both. It's all around. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you don't need a man. No, you don't need a man. <laughs> no. You do, like, you love your man. Exactly. And you're with him because you love him. Not for. Not to provide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... These are all the questions we have for you right now, but we do want to turn the floor to you, mm-hmm. see if you have any questions for us. Yeah, I actually do. Um, what inspired y'all to make this podcast? Like, actually, I love that question. In the industry. <laughs> that's, so, that's so strong, like Hefas in the industry. It really means something. So what inspired y'all? Yeah, um, I was, this kind of just happened, uh, I think it was when Ronnie had just been promoted to a manager, I think so. I remember like all the small details. It was around that time because we have like a last half is group chat and you guys added me into it and I was like, man. (laughs) And it it is really like It was. I was crying in my bathroom. (laughs) No way. It's an honorable thing. I think like being able to say like, these women are my friends. It's like. And when you admire them, right? Like yeah. My friends, they're these amazing women. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, I thought about it. Um, I was driving home. I was on I-35 and I like called Ronnie up and I was like, Ronnie, uh, like I'm having this thing of like, yeah. I have this idea of like starting a podcast, like women and the, like the hospitality and yeah. like, it really just kind of, like my best friend just got promoted and it's like, wouldn't it be awesome to just like. To make the podcast. Like to make a podcast just dedicated to women empowering other women and literally just genuine conversations yeah. of like how you grew up, you know, struggles that you've gone through. That, yeah. that was my idea, like my, my idea behind it. Yeah, um, like all the hard work. Like yeah, I think we yeah. were both feeling, and we still are, but we we're feeling very empowered. And so we're like, we want to do this and like mm-hmm. get to know everyone and then the more we started talking about it we're like everyone we work with has such different backgrounds and I feel like they can provide insight to other people like like even here like talking to you today and we're so different but also like we think so similarly and Mm -hmm. I didn't know that and it's like really nice to be able to relate yeah to you um but I think that that's why we wanted to start this podcast and we had our first like meeting we went mm-hmm. to thunderbird coffee across from estee yeah. <laughs> and we sat there and we were like okay we're gonna do this and uh-huh. now we're doing it and i feel very like 
I feel great because I've always wanted to make like a blog or a podcast okay. and this feels like when Priscilla like put the words into my mouth, I'm like, this feels right. I want to yeah. do this and I'm excited to go on this yeah, I'm little journey. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Honored to be here as your You're first, our first guest. guest. You are. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? I feel so honored. I wanted oh. to try. I was like, why me? I was like, I haven't done anything. Why not you? Yes, you have. I know. Your story is really empowering and I hope no. it really does like... It helps people get to know you. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. You, you were, you, I hope you never doubt yourself. You're very empowering. Oh. You're, no te dejas. <laughs> you know, you stick up for what's right. And, yeah. you know, like, stay true to that. Yeah. Thank you. It was, it was really nice. And, like, I was telling y'all, the places, both Estin restaurant, uh, Estin Suerte, sorry, they're very special. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely something that we should be proud of and share it with everyone out there like yeah come join our familia for sure yeah <laughs> all right <Perfect>. well <laughs> but yeah i think this is uh where we'll be leaving off uh we're very honored to have you oh, first i was very honored again. to be here it was so nice um but yeah the thank you all again for hearing our um our newest episode um we're gonna be having another episode next week Stay tuned to find out who your next Heffa will be. But for now, um, thank you for coming to Las Heffas in Service. service.